0: You're listening to Spinning Around with Haile Minogue on Area 3000. And we're back. Thanks to Yara for taking over the last hour with some deep and minimal grooves on the show. They're always appreciated and welcomed with open arms here. Can't wait for that mix to be uploaded for another trip or 10 around my headphones, that's for sure. Hope you're all easing nicely into your Monday evening. It is around 7 or just past 7pm AEST. And remember, folks, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, thanks for tuning in for more conversations and mixes with dance music's latest and greatest. Our next guest tonight is a nam based J of the D. That's DJ, AKA Disc Jockey for all my slow ones out there. A dedicated dance floor enthusiast. Her passion for exploring the electronic realm bears fruit bountifully in her mixing style and selections with consistently high quality mixes dating back to when she first published her first 60 minutes on the cloud Sunday shift. Despite only having a handful of gigs prior to the spicy coughs effect, she's quietly established her natural talent as an immaculate selector to the likes of the COVID room project and close friends of the local scene melt. After listening to her mixes myself, I'm stoked to not only have received a fantastic mix from her for the show, but to also chat about everything that's been going on in her world. My guest is none other than Kate Sherry. Hey Kate, welcome to the show. How are you going?
1: Hi, good. Thank you. Thank you for that amazing intro.
0: No, that's all right. Thank you for clarifying uh, before we started this interview how to pronounce <laughs> your last name, or rather your artist name.
1: Yeah, it's a it's a bit of a weird one. Um, it's from Malta, so my parents are both um, from Malta, and in their language, X is pronounced as pronounced as like a sh sound. Ooh, very um, cool. So yeah, it's Sherry. But I think I've had every pronunciation under the sun to try and get that right so yeah you did you did pretty well what's
0: the worst one you've had oh
1: god like some of my close friends that I've known for quite a while have heard me say my last name and been like what that's that's not your name I'm like no <laughs> that's uh, like it just kind of gets butchered like Zeri or Exery is all right yeah wow. x-ray is a, a, a little bit on like the edge where I'd be like, are you sure? Yeah. so it's
0: xylophone, you say xylophone, you know what I mean? Like that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. I don't know.
1: It's, yeah. Do
0: people think that you're being super edgy with it or something? And they don't recognise that it's actually just got a Maltese or origin?
1: Definitely. I think a lot of people think that I've just made it up or like it's just like a stage name or something, (laughs) but it's like actually my (laughs) last name. So...
0: Oh, it is is quite cool. I actually really like it. I hardly have ever seen names whether they are first or surnames or even middle names uh starting with x so this is a rare novelty mm. in terms of your parents coming over here like are you uh, born and raised in australia or like or so-called australia where, where are yeah you
1: from? so i grew up in the northwest so kind of out near sunbury way mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um but yeah born in literally carlton grew up in Sunbury my whole life.
0: Nice, nice. Yeah. Do you miss Sunbury?
1: Oh, God. I definitely don't miss it.
0: (laughs) Why? What's wrong with Sunbury?
1: (laughs) Sunbury, oh, God. I hope no one from Sunbury listens to this. (laughs) Sunbury's just, like, a little suburban town. It's just, like, very Anglo-Saxon. And I think growing up there as, like, this little Mediterranean girl Mm. was, yeah, interesting. Like, if I had, like, a Mediterranean lunch that would get picked on or I'd get picked on for that. Mm. And now it's like (laughs) charcuterie boards are like in style now. And back then I was getting picked on for having that. And I like would come home crying to my mom. I'm like, don't ever make me this. Like I just want a peanut butter sandwich or a Vegemite sandwich. And so through all of high school, like every single lunch was literally a Vegemite or a peanut butter sandwich after that. wow. And so like now I can't stand those sandwiches like had my time with them. You know
0: what's the worst thing about that is that neither you nor the other kids knew how good you had it. I know. Because uh, Mediterranean lunches are the fucking best. I know. I
1: look back on that and I'm like, my mum was such a bloody good mum, like <laughs> putting all that time into to make me this like beautiful little sandwich or like this beautiful lunch. And then here I am like crying over it. <laughs> so yeah, kids are mean. Did it
0: take a while <laughs> for you to accept your like Maltese or ethnicity or was it? Did it take like- until quite recently um, for you to accept it?
1: Yeah, I think it probably took until maybe finishing high school Mm -hmm. and kind of, like, moving out from Sunbury. Um, Like, just growing up, I think everyone that I was surrounded with and, like, everyone that I went to school with were all, like, Anglo-Saxon, like, white Australians, really, and I just wanted so badly it's so sad when you think back and, like, think about this, but wanted so badly to just have, like, blonde hair and blue eyes or something like oh, that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. now, like, as an adult, like, oh, my God, I wish I could just, like, shake my younger self and be like, you're beautiful. Like, don't, <laughs> you know, don't worry about that sort of stuff. Um, But, yeah, definitely embracing that so much more now and especially, like, living in and around the city and living in, like, Brunswick and these kind of multicultural areas, like, really embracing that ethnicity and... Yeah, for sure, it's something that I, I, I love and embrace.
0: So nice, nice. I, I personally probably spent more than half of my life not being able to accept my ethnicity either, and so I can sort of relate to how you're feeling, especially when you're born and raised in like a predominantly, you know, Anglo-Saxon white, mm. you know, country. Um, yeah. Let's talk a little bit about something that I've found out recently about you. That uh, <laughs> in October. You are about to participate in the Great Cycle Challenge. So, you're about to ride 111 <laughs> kilometres to raise money to fight cancer. That's fucking sick. What, how did she
1: find this? I, I,
0: I find cancer shit. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, I did it last year and it was just kind of I was in lockdown and I was cycling all the time anyway to just like get out and get some fresh air and do some exercise. And it's for such a great cause as well. So, I was like, you know what? fuck it let's go let's do this challenge and my partner also we didn't even speak about it but he signed up and he's like oh I'm doing this cycling challenge and I was like hey same oh nice so we just had like so many nice mornings getting up at like 5 or 6 a.m and just doing like a huge cycle like you know it's such a good excuse to just like get outside and do exercise and also like raise money for a great cause so how
0: far can you ride now comfortably
1: oh my god
0: (laughs) to be honest
1: (laughs) not very far um (laughs) last year I was so fit like I before lockdown would cycle into work every day so that was like about seven k's each way yep and then yeah did the challenge last year so was super fit like so comfortable with cycling I cycled to like my local chemist the other day which is like a five minute cycle and was exhausted <laughs>
0: um
1: so this lockdown is not doing me any favors <laughs> to no, be honest
0: no i don't think it's doing anybody any fitness favors <laughs> that's for sure no but i'm sure that the thought of being able to raise some funds to uh what's a good cause that'll pull you through the other 104 kilometers i'm sure
1: yeah easy for sure yeah.
0: hey look it's all well and good that you are a uh enthusiastic cyclist but i would like to also talk about the other thing that you're pretty enthusiastic about which is dj because you're really good at it i remember um i actually listened to your melt mix i was telling you this before uh, before the interview but before the uh, listeners out there right now um i found cape through a mix by some very very dear friends uh melt aka um the series that is run by uh, juicy Valor. Uh, Feline Fine and Goo DJ um, <clears throat> and also uh, Jean. now I love little Jean. um with this mix that I heard from you which was about six months ago I believe mm. um, it's actually incredible um, is this something that you've been working on for a while now like how long you've been mixing for?
1: Wow thank you um, I've been mixing I guess like to put a rough time frame on it maybe about two years or like taking it like semi-seriously probably about two years ago Mm -hmm. um I've just always kind of dabbled and been a bit of like a bedroom DJ really and just enjoyed mixing and for me it's one of those things that when I do it I just kind of forget everything else you know how people talk about like they start cooking and for them it's like you forget the world around you and you're just so focused on what you're doing and for me like mixing is that and I think that's why I love it because it can be you know, no matter what's going on in my life, if I'm like stressed and freaking out about all this stuff, I'll start mixing and I just feel like so calm and so mm. relaxed. Um, so yeah, probably, yeah, about two ish years ago.
0: And that was when you released, uh, Sunday Shift.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: I like, I like that you give your, uh, you give your mixers names. I really <laughs> yeah. enjoy that. But your selections also, are fantastic i feel like that's this is reflective of someone that has been listening to electronic music for ages have you been sort of with electronic music for a while now
1: yeah for a while i think like obviously in high school my taste in music was very different it was like arctic monkeys british kind of rocky music yeah. I love it. I still definitely indulge. I have a playlist on my um, Spotify that I love to listen to because it just brings back those like nostalgic feelings. Yes. Um, but yeah, always loved electronic music, like especially since finishing high school. And I think going to festivals and being exposed to that, like I can remember my first Rainbow Serpent, which was in 2013, I think it was. Yeah. And that was like my first festival ever and going to that and seeing like the huge stages and artists playing and like the music just being so loud. And I remember seeing OPO for the first time, which is like real glitchy, oh, like yes. dirty, glitchy. Oh, it's so good. And just being like, what the, f-? like, <laughs> what, like what is going on? Like, what is this? And then from there, just kind of like, yeah, got so into it.
0: So then in terms of your shift, from indie music over into electronic music. I'm assuming that Rainbow Serpent, which is a fucking hectic <laughs> festival for your first festival. <laughs> um, yes. <laughs> uh, after Rainbow Serpent, you got the festival bug, um, from what I can see, and you attended things like... um uh, I think you attended Strawberry, uh, you attended uh, Burning Seed, you attended mm. – uh, I, I mean, personally, I'd like to ask you about Burning Seed. Oh,
1: my God. Yeah. <laughs>
0: apparently people disappear off the face of the planet for like seven days.
1: Like I can't even describe Burning Seed. I <laughs> it, was, it was like on such a whim as well. The person I was seeing at the time was like, you need to get a ticket, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, I'll just I'll wait and I'll leave it. And then I signed up to the like – um ballot for it yeah and it's kind of like a queue so it just you sign up and then as tickets become available when people sell them the next person in line gets it and I think I was like 400th and something in the line (laughs) I'm like I'm not getting a ticket to this whatever and then literally like the day before the festival began I got an email and it's like click this link to get your ticket blah blah blah. and I was like what (laughs) so I messaged my boss and I'm like look I know it's really late notice but (laughs) I need like this week off Please let me take time off. And he just responded to me. He's like, party away, young Kate. Oh. So I was like, Yes. Packed my car up. Literally left at that night at 3 AM because it's a huge drive from Melbourne to New South Wales. It's like it was like a six hour drive. Oh my god. Left my little Astra took like this really long road trip, was just listening to Taiko on repeat the whole way. So it was just like as the sun was rising, it was so beautiful. It was like probably one of my favourite experiences was just the drive up. It was just really nice.
0: And you were solo at that time, but completely by yourself as
1: well. Yeah, yeah. Just just drove up on my own. Got there, parked, and it's it's like the most magical place. Like as soon as I set my car up, I walked out and I'm just like, friend, like person that I know, another person that I know. And it's like- The concept of the festival it's it's built off like the burning man principles Mm -hmm. so you need to there's all these kind of like pillars or um kind of things that you need to be prepared for and it's like you need to be completely self-reliant so you can't rely on other people to be providing for you Mm -hmm. but also like bring enough to provide for other people if you can so i like went ham on that and made so much food and did all this stuff and then i just got fed and Mm -hmm. like got given drinks the whole festival like and it's you you can't buy you can't buy anything there either so it's like it's all about swapping and trading yeah yeah, yeah. oh just the people that I met and the whole atmosphere there and just like you know the attitude towards environmental like environmental sustainability and like there was not a single sequin or piece of rubbish or piece of like fruit peel on the ground Mm. everything gets cleaned up and it's like, probably everybody says this about Burning Seed, but it literally changed my life. <sighs> and some of the people that I met there, like, I'm still good friends with and they've just, like, sent me off in this whole nother direction of discovering all this different music and all these different, like, thoughts and concepts and, Whoa. yeah. Oh my god! I was so heartbroken when the festival got cancelled last year, and then this year. But I just saw that they posted um, that they're back for next year, so I'm like, yes, Yes. I can't wait.
0: Was was that how how long is it? It's like five days, seven days, or something. Like I
1: think it's like seven days. I was there for about four or five.
0: If you're if you're in that environment for that long, it it must be so jarring to come back to like ordinary society, right? Yes,
1: (laughs) especially like going from an environment where everyone's just so friendly and like offering you things and having so much to like share and, you know, you can just walk up to anybody and be like, hey, what's your story? And just sit there and talk for an hour. And then you come back to the city and, you know, you smile at somebody on the street and they just look at you up and down like, are you okay? (laughs) Like that was, yeah, it's always jarring. That's like after every festival, I think, though, especially like after going back to my first Rainbow Serpent, like. Coming back into real life, I was like, I don't want to go back to real life. I just want to stay in, like, festival land <laughs> forever.
0: Let's talk a little bit about COVID Room because this is a very interesting project. Um, so, this is uh, a 38-hour long stream that you were a part of. How long were you mixing for, for this?
1: Just thing? an hour. So, it was, a like, a weekly stream that would happen. Yeah. Um. So, I played at two of them. But, yeah, they were- Quite long. I think the first one, yeah, was 36 or 38 hours. Wow. Um, Yeah, it was such an awesome concept.
0: And um, how did you uh, participate on your end? Like, did you? I saw that, yeah, you posted a photo of you and I believe it was your housemates um, at the time uh um participating in this were you the only one out of everybody that was mixing or do your housemates mix as well
1: no one of my past housemates does mix Mm -hmm. um but in my current house it's just me who mixes but i live with my partner as well and he's an amazing musician so he's always like playing guitar or bass or i think literally right now he's doing something on ableton um (laughs) Yeah, so there's just the two of us in this household who are into music.
0: So you're both quite musically focused, I suppose.
1: Yeah, he definitely is more so than me. Um, mm-hmm. Like, he studied music and he's, he loves it. Like, his guitar is an extension of himself. He's probably going to listen to this and be like, oh. Um, <laughs> but do, you yeah. to, do you want
0: to give him a quick shout out right now? <laughs> do
1: it. Shout out to Mario. Thanks for helping me set up my mic. <laughs>
0: You you, uh, you, heard it here, folks. Mario, if you ever need uh, someone to set up your mic, Mario is your man. <laughs> um, uh, it sounds like that you surround yourself with a lot of people that really do appreciate music as well. Um, because I also know that you are a dear friend of uh, John Joe, a.k.a. Dr. Chicken Gristle. Yes.
1: Yep. Um, who
0: has released a very, very cool project that I've listened to recently. And I fucking love it um how do you how'd you
1: meet them yeah so JJ actually grew up quite close to me so he's from the same sort of area Mm -hmm. um but I met JJ when I finished high school just through other friends from the area and he's yeah a very dear friend to me and that last EP that he's released is incredible oh yeah especially that that track that's remixed by Solar Suite Mm. so Ben who's also from from the same area as well we all grew up in around in around that area what is
0: it about sunbury that just makes good musicians what is it about that place
1: <laughs> i don't know something in the water yeah. um but yeah that ep is amazing yeah
0: absolutely do you you were saying that you were dabbling in some production yourself as well <laughs> what do you mean by that what are you doing
1: yes very much dabbling um <laughs> god i think i was a lot more inspired last year in lockdown and i've had ableton on my computer for at least two years and I've never completed anything on it. It's always just been <laughs> like messing around or being like, oh, like what does this plug-in do? And just like making random sounds. Um, And last year in particular, I was very into making kind of like ambient tracks. Mm. And so just kind of going around using my phone microphone, I should have invested in like a Zoom or something like that. But um yeah, just going around and recording all these different sounds and just kind of putting it together and making something that's kind of like Really open and airy, and um, yeah, just like an ambient sort of track. Nice. But this room, this room, this year, I've been, as I've said, lazy as hell. And I don't think I've even opened Ableton this year, which is so sad. But like seeing Mario getting back into it now is kind of inspiring me again. And I think that's like the beautiful thing about being around creative people is like you just inspire each other and bounce off each other. So I'm mm. definitely feeling, um, that inspiration again. We're definitely coming back. So
0: have you ever, uh, have you ever thought about making music with Mario? Yeah, At-
1: definitely. We've like jammed around together, um, with guitar and like with bass as well. Mm. Um, but that's something we were actually just talking about the other night. Oh. And I feel like we talk about it all the time. Like we need to make something together. We need to actually do it. Um, but yeah, I think being in lockdown now, we've got so much time. Um, so it's definitely something that we both want to do and it's just about actually doing it.
0: Yeah. Do you play guitar and bass as well?
1: Very poorly. <laughs> I learned how to play guitar when I was a teenager and like it's always just been very basic level. Mm. Um, and bass is something I picked up about last year as well. Last year was just like the year for creativity and starting new projects for me. Um, but yeah, picked up bass. And just loved it, like yeah. feeling very inspired after watching um, Krungbin. I don't know if oh, you know of that yeah, band. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Oh, absolutely. My God, did you see them live?
1: No, I wish. I just, <laughs> <laughs> I just watched them on YouTube. But like, uh, as soon as I Mario actually showed me, um, showed me them, and after that, I was just like obsessed. Mm-hmm. I watched their Tiny Desk, and I was like, who are they?
0: What's your favorite track? Sorry, oh,
1: I reckon White Gloves. Oh. It's just like, it's so nice. But yeah, after seeing Laura on bass, I'm like, she's badass. Mm. I want to do that. Um, so, just started playing around and it's nice that Mario has a beautiful Fender base. So, I'm always like, hey, can I borrow that, please?
0: I'm just coming in to uh, take this and commandeer it off you for the next five days. Yeah. Um, what's, uh, what is it about this year uh, that's made you feel a little bit lazier than last year? Is it just because like you're kind of getting tired of this lockdown thing? or
1: Yeah, I think it's lockdown fatigue. I think last year... Lockdown was almost like a novelty mm. for me, which kind of sounds a bit like not cool to say out loud. Like I, Why? My situation was very lucky. I was like living in a house with friends. I had a house that was like a two minute walk from mine with another group of friends. So I had people to like catch up with and go for walks with. I was able to continue working through lockdown. So pretty much my life was basically unscathed from lockdowns like of course you miss seeing your friends you don't get to like see your family and all this stuff but in terms of like health and being able to work and all that sort of stuff it was fine I loved working from home like not having to go into the city every day great it
0: sounds pretty lucky it's awesome yeah it was
1: very very lucky um and so I guess I was like great I have so much time now like I don't have to have that commute anymore like I'm home I can do all these new projects and start all this new stuff that I've like I've never had that time before And then this year it's kind of like, oh, we're in lockdown again. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I just naively thought that last year was the lockdown year and, you know, 2021's all good. Like COVID's Mm. just going to be magically gone and I don't have to worry about lockdowns anymore. And so I think going back into lockdown has been really difficult for me. Like this year in particular has just felt, well, these lockdowns in particular have just felt really hard. Yeah. Yeah. I'd agree you know like that. I'm still but like my situation hasn't really changed like I'm still able to work from home I still live with friends like I am very lucky in my situation but I'm just feeling that like lockdown fatigue like mm-hmm. I miss my other friends I miss my family I miss going out to the bush mm-hmm. and going camping yeah. as everybody does you know but I'm just feeling a little bit like uh yeah just a yeah. bit uninspired a bit um just tired. This this yeah.
0: lockdown, I totally agree with you. It is so fucking tough, this one. I don't know what it is. It's just um. I feel like we had a taste of freedom and then that was stripped. Yeah. You know? We didn't really know how good we had it. Oh, we no, we, we knew yeah. how good it was. And then it got taken away again and we were like, ah. Oh.
1: Yeah. You actually
0: touched on something that I really, really uh, do want to talk to you about because this seems like a very important thing to you. You miss camping a lot and you miss going out to the bush. Um, I've noticed that nature seems to be a very integral part to who you are as a person. You're drawn to mountainous places, uh, the depths of the woods, uh, bodies of fresh water. You even once said, uh, and I'm just reading this quote here, you once said that misty mornings in the Australian bush will be where you most feel at home. Tell me about why nature is so important to you
1: oh yeah um I kind of I grew up between obviously Sunbury but I was lucky enough for my parents to have a holiday house at Mount Bulla, just at the base of the mountain mm. so we used to go there like every single weekend and <sighs> so I pretty much like feel like I half grew up in this little cabin in the in the bush and I love it like I feel like that particular part of Victoria I just have this like huge connection to and just being out in the bush and being in nature just is so calming and so refreshing and especially like i relished in it after lockdown ended last year because we were stuck in the city every single day Mm. and so I was like you know what when lockdown ends we're getting out of the city (laughs) and so I think for the first literally for the first two months Every single weekend, Mario and I were out of the city camping somewhere. Wow, for eight like, weekends. Wow. We went to the Grampians, we went to Buller, we went, like, all over the shop. Um, but I love it. Like, I can't describe – and I'm sure everyone kind of feels this way, when you just step out into the bush and you take, like, that first deep breath of, like, clean air that just has that, like, smell of eucalyptus mm. and, like, maybe a wood fire burning in the distance. Like <laughs> – I can't describe that feeling. I'm definitely, like, in the future going to be this little old lady that lives in a cabin in the woods that no one can reach. Like, <laughs> that's, like, my- I literally have, like, a cottagecore fantasy. Oh, that's all yes. I want.
0: <laughs> yes. That'll be so great. What is uh, your go-to camping meal?
1: Oh, we- what are you doing? Seriously, we have, like, our camping meals down pat. Oh. We're, like- I don't think I can really claim um, credit for this. It's more Mario, but, like- <laughs> We invested in this little gas stove and it's like a jet stove. It's so powerful. A jet stove? Yeah, it's just like this little – it's like a tiny little stove thing but the flame is like super strong. Cool. Oh. I don't know how to – I think it is just called like a jet stove. <laughs> okay. Um, And we would like – we always bring like a wok and um like pots and pans and everything with us and have like this food crate that we always bring with like all the spices and everything. We've made like everything out in the bush. <sighs> I think the best meal that we've had – God, we've had heaps. We've made like amazing stir fries and like Japanese curries as well in the bush because they're like yeah, they're really easy to like. You know, there's blocks of like golden yeah, yeah. yeah, so easy to take with you. Um, That's so cool. Yeah, we don't we don't do a half job with
0: eating for <laughs> camping. You're not there to fuck spiders, that's for sure. No.
1: Um,
0: okay, so I, I personally like doing this. Uh, some people don't enjoy it. I am an avid fan of horror. Um, do you have any uh, scary campfire stories?
1: I actually don't. I, like, <laughs> get so scared. I hate horror <laughs> movies and I hate, like, scary stories. I just- I don't know, like, what- I need to look up what this, like, physiological response actually is. But I yeah. start to cry when something's really scary. <gasps> Whoa, really? And I don't know- Like, it's not like sobbing, crying, but my eyes just start to water and I'm like, oh, even if I'm reading like a scary, like, ah, oh, paranormal, yeah, yeah, yeah. like a thing on Reddit, I'm just like, oh, I can't keep reading this. It's making me scared. <laughs> like my eyes are tearing up. I don't know why, but yeah, I'm like such a scaredy cat. I'm just like okay. a little baby. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Have you ever had any scares out in the bush? Like, it, like, I don't know, possums, like <laughs> falling on your tent or something like that?
1: No, we sleep in our car or in our cars. So, um. <sighs> Yeah, but I'm, again, like, I'm so scared, so I always, like, lock the car door when I'm in there because I'm, like, I don't want, like, some <laughs> scary man or something to come into the car. I feel like that's fair. Yeah. I feel like that's Especially
0: totally Especially in the fair. middle yeah. of the
1: bush. Like, no one's going to hear you scream.
0: What's one, of, what's one of the most unexpected things to happen while you're out camping?
1: I don't know. I guess, like, a story that's kind of, like, just sheer luck. hmm I think I'm someone who's just generally like lucky in terms of random things and Mm -hmm. the time when we went camping over Christmas we went on this like huge bushwalk and we're just like oh we should have brought firewood like it's going to be really cold tonight it'd be great if we could start a fire oh well like we're just going to have to get into the car when it gets cold and just rug up and we're walking and like Not too far from our campsite, there's just, like, this stack of perfect wood. And there's nobody else there. This is, like, a really remote campsite. What? And we were like, oh, cool. All right. (laughs) Like, it was, like, these three, like, pretty big logs. And we're just like, well, no one's here. Like, we're not- Maybe this is naughty to do now that I'm saying it out loud. Um, No.
0: I mean, did it look like- Someone it had been
1: chopped. It had been, like, chopped what wood. The- so, we were like, oh, okay, cool. Like, guess we're taking that back to camp. And we just, like, made this really nice fire and, like, sat there around it and had a really, yeah, had a really nice night.
0: Wow. That's crazy. It kind of sounds like- someone just put it there for you like <laughs> d- did you look around like no one was they knew i was coming to- they're like
1: oh i heard her say she wanted a fire here you go <laughs> no i don't know it's like i feel like i have a few weird experiences like that when i like say something out loud and then it's like i don't know the universe or something might be like oh here you go you you said it out loud you asked for it like
0: okay hang on i need to know more about these things because it sounds like you have a more intense version of what people would call manifestation uh <laughs> What are these, what's this thing about luck? Like you just have a lot of lucky moments in your
1: life. I don't know. I find like it's, it's more so when I'm in like a good mind state Uh and like a good mindset, I feel like things just start to flow a lot easier and I feel like things just kind of naturally just come to me, which is really nice. I don't have to be like actively kind of seeking it. Um, But then it's like the other way around. If I'm like in a bad mindset or like not feeling great like these sort of things just won't happen and I feel like Mm. I can feel when I'm starting to be like very out of tune with myself and just life in general so that's why I try to like keep myself especially in lockdown like keeping these like good practices of like getting up a little bit earlier and doing like some stretching and meditation and just like grounding myself before getting into another day's work Mm. um yeah, and I think that's so important, especially during a lockdown, like keeping yourself mentally healthy as well as much as you can.
0: Well, let's let's talk about uh feeling out of tune with yourself. What does it feel like for you? Cuz I feel like a lot of people out out there in lockdown right now would probably be like feeling way fucking out of tune with themselves. Um what does it feel like for you and uh you know, aside from waking up early, stretching yourself, getting grounded before work, um how do you sort of notice that? Like is it just something that you just pick up over time or are there symptoms per chance? Like, what's your
1: thing? For me, it's anxiety, for sure. Like, I can feel myself getting anxious about things and, like, those kind of, like, typical physiological responses. Like, I'm not – I feel like sometimes I'm not breathing properly and taking, like, actual breaths. It's just, like, really short, shallow breaths. Wow. And just, like, feeling your heart heart rate increase and just starting to get anxious about, like, stupid little things, you know. Right. Um, and so as soon as I – start recognizing that it's like, okay, you need to just like take a step away and just like come back down and relax and just ground yourself. And especially like working from home and working full time from home as well. And in this little room that I'm in, it's like three by three. And this is where I spend my, my, my life basically. <laughs> um, just kind of like stepping out of that and stepping out of that situation and yeah, keeping those daily practices up, but also like getting outside getting fresh air. It's like all the stuff that you know, right? Like eat healthy, get fresh air, do exercise, like those things that everyone knows that they should do. But then when you're feeling like average, they're hard to do. So I just try to like force myself and just try to make myself do those things.
0: You know what's weird? For someone that has uh, had so many uh, experiences at a burning seed,
1: um, (laughs) I
0: would have thought that there would would have been some other uh, other otherworldly secret. Uh, process (laughs) that you would have been able to follow but it seems like all the basics are what you need which is uh, exercise meditation breathing eating well sleeping well etc yeah does your nine to five job incur a lot of anxiety for you day to day
1: at the moment yes I feel like it does it's um and kind of like looping back to doing the same thing every day Hmm. it's feeling um yeah it feels like it takes up my life at the moment just because there's there's not really much else going on or like happening at the moment Hmm. um so yeah at the moment it feels a bit like that like my nine to five like my work everyday work job is um working in e-commerce so it's basically like Sitting at a computer in Excel spreadsheets for most of the day. <sighs> um, <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> Your face just dropped.
0: <laughs> I mean, I personally love Excel spreadsheets because I'm a freak like that. But, like, oh. at the same time, uh, I understand how that can get really fucking tiresome. Doing it day in, day out, for sure. like,
1: don't get me wrong. I have, like, a guilty pleasure for, like, loving Excel. Yeah. I just love it. My brain works in that kind of way and, like, yeah, vibe with it hard. Problem solving
0: everything (laughs) with functions and stuff. It's so nice. And
1: it's kind of like a weird flex when I'm like, oh, I'm really good at Excel. People are like, what? Like, that's so (laughs) random. But then when they need your help, they're like... How did you do that? I'm like, it's the formulas. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> do you even know about ifs or yeah. VLOOKUP? <laughs>
1: oh, VLOOKUP, love it.
0: VLOOKUP is a lifesaver. Love oh my FN.
1: god, yeah, I know. But
0: this is a this is an interview about music. We're not here to talk about Excel spreadsheets. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, we could talk about literally anything. But um, have you ever had a really spiritual experience with a song?
1: There's, yeah, there's a few. There's a song by, I don't know if you know the artist Cohen Sound. They're I, I British... fucking
0: love Cohen Sound. <laughs> yeah. Oh,
1: my God. Yeah. Um, oh, it's called Lost in, thought. Lost in
0: Thought. What was the situation?
1: At a tiny little bush in the middle of nowhere with my best friend in his car with massive subs and listening to that song for the first time. It's one of those moments where you just like feel the music kind of everywhere. All those tiny little elements and like water sounds and stuff, like it's insane. How did they make this? Like how is that even possible to go from a thought like to making that into something that's like tangible?
0: I feel like this interview has been going relatively smoothly. And I'm very much enjoying um, getting to know uh, who you are as a person, however, um, I would like for the first time in a couple of weeks. uh, So fans of the show, please do not fret, this section has not gone away. I would like to go into a very, very fun section of mine called Let's Get Real. Kate, I'm going to ask you a series of very invasive questions uh, where I will be looking into the core of your being to understand who you are, where you've come from, and where you may be going. Does that sound okay to you?
1: That sounds great.
0: Okay. You don't seem too confident about it, but-
1: No, I do. I'm excited.
0: <laughs> we're, we're going to do it anyway, and uh, we'll, we'll hopefully- um have some fun uh, with it it's not meant to be interrogatory um if that's how you say the word oh i haven't looked at this list for a long time it makes me so happy to look at it <laughs> all right so i would like to ask you this question for your very first one uh if you could speak to anybody uh living or dead Who would you like to have uh, a conversation with?
1: Can I say two people? Of course you can. I first would be – they're both living, actually. First would be Paul Stamets.
0: Okay. Who is that?
1: The mushroom man. Oh, oh, that guy. He's a mycologist. Yeah, fantastic fungi,
0: Fantastic fungi.
1: Yes. I'm like a bit of a mycology nerd. So, I would love to just like listen to him talk. Mm. And I feel like I've watched so many YouTube videos of him. (laughs) I would love to just like – sit and chat or like go on a little bush walk with him yeah. and like pick mushrooms with him and talk um second person would be fortet oh. because he's probably my favorite artist ever and that was like he was one of the artists that kind of really got me into electronic music and i like can't thank him enough for that inspiration that he's given me and especially like I saw him play at pitch a couple of years ago and that's probably the best moment of my life. Like I was losing it, like running around on the <laughs> dance floor and like it was incredible. <laughs> but I would love to just like again just sit with him and kind of like pick his brain yeah. and like hear about his involvement with music and like also get a little maybe a little tutorial from him oh, of just, like, just, just a little one. <laughs> how to produce, you know. Um yeah, they'd probably be my two people.
0: It'd be nice if you could go on a little mushroom walk with Paul and Kieran uh, slash Fortet.
1: Oh, my God. <laughs> yes. That would be amazing.
0: Kieran's just playing, like, uh, demos <laughs> off his phone and Paul's just talking about mushrooms the whole time. Oh, just having a great What a
1: dream.
0: Um, <laughs> no, I remember watching Fantastic Fungi uh, on Netflix after I saw... And... and You know, forgive whatever stereotypes this may incur, but um, I watched a Joe Rogan interview of Paul. Yes. um, Where he talked about the effect of, obviously, the psilocybin mushrooms. Um, And it was quite fascinating. And that was when I got into the uh, documentary. It's a really, really fascinating thing. This whole idea of even, like, um, the stoned ape theory Mm. or stoned ape hypothesis. I, I would be very, very interested to see. At the very least, the effects of uh, things like, what do they call it? Is it neurogenesis? Where yes. literally these mushrooms can create new pathways Yes, in the brain? which
1: is incredible. It's so incredible, right? Yeah. And I don't know if you've, like, heard um, one of Paul's actual analogies. Is that the right word? Anecdotes. Anecdotes. But he was talking about when he was, like, a kid, he used to always have this incredible stutter and, like, would always be stuttering and, like, he would be – too shy to kind of speak to people and would just always look at the ground. And then had this experience, really intense experience, like a few years later as a maybe mid teenager. Um, and then during that experience, he was like, I will not stutter anymore. I will not stutter anymore. And then literally woke up the next morning and like never stuttered again. And it's like, That is
0: insane.
1: That's incredible. That would take
0: years of speech therapy.
1: Years. Yeah. Right. Like amazing. I think it's so like incredible that. They're being used in studies now as well. I feel
0: like that'd be an incredible medication. It sounds like it would be an incredible me- medication for like Alzheimer's or dementia or things like that. For sure. But as to whether um, people of that age would be quite open to consuming psilocybin yeah. poetry, I don't know. <laughs>
1: That's true.
0: <laughs> I know my grandparents <laughs> wouldn't. Let's move on to our second question Do you have a personal mantra? If so, what is it?
1: Yeah, I actually do. Oh, shit. It's don't get stuck which is like, could be applied to so many things, but don't get stuck in this like shitty monotonous, like situation that you're living in, like recognize when you need to like get up and move on. And especially with like, I kind of, this came to me like at a festival and I was just like, okay, like I'm really comfortable in this spot, but like, I can't sit here forever. Like get up and move, don't get stuck. And so I apply that to like a lot of things in my life. Like you know, if I'm feeling like the situation that I'm in, like I'm like, for example, if I was living in a a house that I wasn't vibing or in a job that like was really grinding me down, Mm. then I'd have to say to myself, like, don't get stuck. Like now's the time to like get up and move on to the next thing. And like, yeah, I try to keep that, um, that mantra kind of growing in my life so that I can keep growing, I suppose. And like putting myself into new situations and learning more. Yeah. So I guess like, You're never going to grow and learn if you stay in the same situation. That's true.
0: Yeah. Um, There is a quote that sort of speaks along the similar lines to what you're sort of saying as well, which says like um, stagnation is the equivalent to death. And so like for someone to be stuck in the same spot and not grow is kind of the same as them just, like, passing away. Mm. Um, it's an intense way to say it, but, like, it sounds like that's sort of what you're
1: getting yeah, at. Yeah, like- that's, like, that's scary for me. Like, thinking of that lifestyle of just, like, getting married, having kids, and doing a 9-to-5 for the rest of my life, that sounds like hell to me. Yeah. Absolutely not. Like, I w- there's so much I want to do, and, like, life has so much to offer, and there's so many amazing things to experience. So, yeah. That's why I just, like, always want to keep reminding myself, like, don't get stuck. Keep going. Keep moving on to the next thing.
0: Here's the thing for you, though. I've been thinking about the concept of transience in life mm-hmm. where, um, in a sense, you don't have, you know, stable foundations uh, to necessarily rely on, um, essentially, like, building blocks um, in your life, whether they be memories, um, places to live, people to be around, etc. cetera. Um, <clears throat> and you are constantly in a state where those particularly important aspects of your life are changing all the time because of your changing wants and needs as well. And I want to know um, from your perspective, because this mantra that says don't get stuck seems pretty transient to me. What to you are the downsides of this lifestyle, or do you think there are any? I think there
1: definitely are. Like for me, as much as I say like don't get stuck and keep moving, I always want to have that like safety net or kind of like base to come to, you know? Like and having those like foundational relationships in your life and having those like people that you're close with and that you can trust. Mm-hmm. So I think like while it is amazing to be able to be transient, like for me personally, I still want to be able to have those ties to things and like especially to people, you know? Yeah. Like of course being transient, you're, you're going to meet so many amazing people and you can have that mindset of, like, well, it was nice while well, it lasted. I guess I'll never see them again, but I'll have those memories, which is beautiful oh. in a way, but also, like, I love the people in my life. Mm. I love my friends and I love my family. And, like, imagining, like, moving on and forgetting about them. Well, not forgetting about them, but being like, okay, I guess I'll see you in a couple of years or just, like, not see you again. Like, that makes me so upset. Mm. So, I guess, you know, everybody's different. And for some people that's paradise, like that's the ideal life. But for me, as much as I like do love the idea of that transient lifestyle, I still need to have those ties to some things. And I guess like, especially having like a safe place to come back to, whether it is like your little home where you have all your stuff and you can come home and just feel like, oh, okay, like I can wind down now. This is like my bedroom that's safe and comfortable and You know, I think that's really important as well. Um, Yeah. Even if it's like a a van or something, for some people, they've, they've got their van, which is their home. Would
0: you ever live that van lifestyle, the nomad?
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's like always been a dream of mine for sure. I recently, um, at the end of last year, bought a car and I like wanted a van, but, all the vans that I was looking at were either like really shitty or really expensive. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I don't really want to spend like 20 grand on a van that's probably going to break down eventually. So I kind of went in the middle and bought a Subaru Forester, which is like oh. the best decision ever. I love it. And it's great because it can go off road um, and it's comfortable and it's big and it's reliable, except actually... <laughs> Take that back. My car like is not in action at the moment because it has a head gasket leak. Oh my god. So (laughs) I literally, I I cried when I found that out. But um (laughs) Oh shit. Yeah, I could live that van lifestyle for sure. Definitely. But I'm going to do it in my way in a Subaru Forester. So.
0: Thank you to our sponsors, Subaru, for uh, sponsoring this show <laughs> and making this episode <laughs> possible. We really do appreciate it. Uh, we, are not, we are not sponsored by Subaru. Please don't sue us. Um, <laughs> it's This van lifestyle is really nice. It's like quite an independent way to be where you're not like necessarily tied down to anything. And you are free to essentially just move from place to place wherever you feel. I have a friend that wants to do this as well. And this is like constantly fantasizing about it and always looking on uh, eBay or wherever, you know, cars are cheap or something and like looking at the vans and like, oh, I could just put like a stove in there and like all these (laughs) doors and stuff. Um,
1: Yeah.
0: And it looks it looks quite cool um, to me. And yet at the same time, if you had that, like you said, would you ever feel that sense of like you can go back to your Subaru Forester and be in there and just be able to wind down? Or would you always be tense? Like, what do you reckon?
1: I don't know. I feel like my initial reaction to that was like, yes, 100%. Like, that would be my space that I come back to. And I've experienced that with festivals. It's like, you know, you're out in the chaos and then you come back to, like, I come back to my little car with, like, the fairy lights on inside and I'm like, ah, like, peace, Mm. I'm at home. Um, But long term, I feel like I could do van life for, like, maybe a year max. Yeah. But then I'd want to have, like, a house or like a place and like i've got stuff like I, I don't know i guess i'd have to take all my things <laughs> to my parents house
0: <laughs> so you'd have to have less stuff yeah <laughs> oh like
1: actually i was just thinking like where would i put my decks but um oh shit one of my friends twitch who is a like a psytrance dj okay um she is originally or well, she was living in melbourne the last couple of years and she's gone up north and like bought a van and has her decks in the van which look Sick. No shit. So I was like, maybe I can do that. Wow. Yeah. But I guess trans, like transitioning from or to a van life would be hard. You just need to downsize and I guess let go of so much stuff, which I just, I don't think I'm ready to do that yet. <laughs> so I'm just looking around at all my things. I'm like, hmm. Mm, no. No. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that can wait. That can wait. Let's, yeah. uh, this is actually, we're still on the second question. This is great. True. Um, I feel like we're digging in deep. Um, Ah, so I know you've had a lot of spiritual experiences in your life. So I do want to ask you this, Kate, what is the strangest thing that you believe in? Do you believe in the supernatural, heaven, angels, ghosts, luck, fate, magic, mind reading, lizard people, the Illuminati? Where do you draw the line of belief and disbelief?
1: (laughs) Oh... I have, yeah, I believe in a lot of those things that you said. Probably not the Illuminati okay. and like lizard people and that sort of jazz, but like <laughs> definitely like s- like supernatural stuff for sure. Like mm. I feel that that like that's like undeniable. I've spoke like I've seen a couple of psychics before and had things said to me that was like what oh or, like at the time I'd be like okay okay and then they'd start like happening in my life after that and it's just like. Oh what the hell um so like definitely believe in that and like supernatural 100% like ghosts and i don't i don't really know the right like term and jargon terms and jargon for this sort of stuff but like yeah supernatural for sure Mm. like i love like reading about that sort of stuff but (sighs) I like when I, when I read it, I start to cry. Like I start to get like teary eyes and, and start getting like upset. So like, oh, and there's a great subreddit. I think it's literally like our uh, paranormal. Mm-hmm. And I like love flicking through that and just like reading people's like crazy stories and stuff. I'm just like, whoa, that's insane. <laughs> but then I start getting scared and then I'll be like in my bed alone. I'm just like, oh, now I can't sleep. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs>
0: Um what about then cuz you didn't deny ma- you didn't deny mind reading. So I find that interesting.
1: Mind reading. Mm, I feel like I just forgot all the things that you list off cuz there are a few. <laughs> mind reading um I don't know. I haven't really thought about it before.
0: What about aliens?
1: Yes, 100%. Definitely. 100%. 100%. Like, 100%. Un- like be silly not to un- undeniably that. like a bit rude of me but like you like if you still believe that aliens aren't real like Come on! <laughs> yeah. Like I don't know. I feel like again, Mario's taught me so much stuff. He's so into space and like knows like so much about space. Like he's he had like had an Xbox. I, like he loves gaming, but the games that he plays is like this universe simulator. So mm. it's just like oh, check this out! Like I'm in this other like galaxy that's like a million bajillion light years away like check this out i'm like how is this something that you just like spend hours (laughs) on enjoying but anyway he's like taught me about like how many you know like pretty much like every star in the universe will have like planets orbiting it or something like that and it's like how can you like think that there is like the universe is massive you can't even comprehend how big it is like how can you think that there is no other life except for human beings in the whole universe like there are other planets that will be similar to earth that can support life
0: it's more likely that something does exist than something not
1: exactly and i guess like i don't know how much you believe in like the government releasing those sort of things but like the u.s government pretty much like confirmed yes there were like unidentified flying (laughs) objects we don't know what Mm -hmm. they are like (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's just me, actually, me, like, rambling off my no, no, conspiracy no, 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 theory. I'm getting, like, so I'm, excited about I'm gonna it. Go, I'm going to go
0: deeper. I'm going to go deeper. Yes. You know the uh, new evidence that came out that, you know, uh, there are potentially UFOs and aliens from the US government, all that footage that we saw? Yeah. Uh, I have a theory about that. I'm not entirely sure whether they're actually beings from another planet. I think and okay we're about to go fucking like we're about to go fucking joe rogan on this at the moment um i uh i believe that they are extra-dimensional beings hear me out for a second hear me out for a second these particular objects in these videos and from you know human perception as well have been told to be like you know spinning balls of light that move at impossibly fast speeds across impossibly long distances, like literally faster than light speed, which is apparently, according to us, in uh, in the laws of physics, the fastest that anything can go, right? Yeah. We can't necessarily perceive how the fuck they're doing this, but here's the thing. I thought about this, right? (laughs) Um, Take a 2D object, right? You you draw a circle or a, a stick person on a piece of paper. And then you put a 3D object on that piece of paper, mm. right? Like a like a ball or a mouse or something like that. Mm-hmm. And if that 2D object was to perceive that 3D object on its 2D plane, what would it look like? It would just look like a line, right? What if, what if these particular lights that we're seeing are just interferences from beings from a higher dimension? A higher
1: dimension.
0: I don't know. Maybe. That might explain it.
1: I'm like I'm like a little bit like lost for words there. I'm just like processing everything that you just said. I'm like, <laughs> "Wow. That's a great theory. <laughs> I'm just super fascinated by that.
0: Whenever we happen to cross paths mm. in this beautiful music scene called Nam, um I will speak to you at length with uh, all of these fun ideas and concepts that live in my Sounds brain great. and i want to hear about all the stuff that lives in your brain too. i can just
1: imagine us at a club just like sitting on the booths and being like yeah like talking about this like crazy theory is not even like dancing
0: <laughs> or even behind the booth like mixing yeah.
1: like do you know about this thing like, <laughs> have you heard about this theory like what
0: <laughs> emergency, loop. emergency yeah. loop um let's uh, let's move on to our next question here what do you get the most compliments about?
1: Oh probably my hair. Mm. When <laughs>
0: it is nice hair.
1: When oh at the moment it's a bit of a mess, but when um we used to go out and things, I don't know if this is a compliment, but the amount of times people have said, I like your wig <laughs> is like ridiculous. What? Like <laughs> <laughs> my hair's just like when it's straightened, it's just it's really shiny. Oh right. And um Yeah, I've been like at clubs before, and maybe it's just people who are just cooked, but they've been like, like, this has probably happened about five times, and someone's been like, "Oh, your wig looks so realistic." I'm like, "It's my hair," (laughs) or like,
0: (laughs) "That's because it is real." (laughs)
1: Yeah, I did a snow season at Buller a couple of years ago, and obviously, like every day, I'm wearing a beanie and my hair's covered, Mm. and I went to like a Christmas party and. Literally, some of the people were like, oh, are you wearing a wig tonight? Oh,
0: like, my God.
1: No, this is my hair. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. Maybe that's a compliment. Maybe it's not. But, Wigs um, are yeah.
0: often kept in better condition than most other people's hair. So, you know, it. I think it's a compliment.
1: That's true. <laughs> I think
0: it looks great. <laughs> yeah.
1: I'll take that. Yeah, I'll take that as a compliment. Sure. Excellent.
0: <laughs> Let's move on to our next question. Which of your flaws are you most proud of?
1: It's kind of like a double-edged sword, right? It's kind of bittersweet. I think maybe this isn't a flaw. I kind of see it as a flaw, but being a yes person, Mm. it has gotten me into, like, some pretty shitty situations and also some great situations. Like, I'm the type of person that if something comes up, I'm going to say yes to it, like, which – Again, it's been to my detriment before of taking on too much stuff or too much work or I get to the point where I'm like, why did I say yes to this? <laughs> but then also like saying yes to some experiences that have just like opened up new doors or like led me to meeting new people that have been like significant in my life and things like that. So, yeah, it's it's a good thing and a bad thing, I think.
0: It's got to be exhausting at times, right? Like do you ever find time for yourself? Or do you make time for yourself?
1: I make time for myself, definitely. Kind of like, again, looping back to what I was saying before, it's like get up early and take that time to like just spend with myself and do stretching and meditation or whatever. Like I have to find that time for myself because I'm, yeah, always saying yes to things and taking on too much stuff. How
0: early are we talking? Like 5 a.m.?
1: Usually about like 6, 30-ish.
0: Yeah. How long do you meditate for?
1: Not very long. Probably about 15 minutes at a time. I just um, I use it kind of just more as like a little quick little grounding sort mm. of thing. I think if I try to do longer than that, I just um, if I'm lying down or fall asleep, or <laughs> 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 um, I just start getting distracted and just start it, like if it's for too long, I just start th- thinking about too much random stuff. So I kind of like to keep it short and kind of get into that zone and then be like cool, sweet, like start the day.
0: What's your what's your technique like your meditation technique? Is it like Think about nothing, or
1: no, I use meditation as kind of like a time to kind of like get my thoughts in order. Mm. So I kind of think about, like, okay, you know, what's going on in your life at the moment, and kind of like for me, they're those times where I have like the best ideas. And I think there was actually a study or there was something that somebody relayed to me recently that when your brain is having those like. I'm going to say this wrong, but like gamma brainwaves sure. or yeah, something yeah. like those, those brainwaves where you're in like a meditative state or like you're really relaxed. That's when you have those like really great ideas. I oh. know yeah, I feel like that for sure. Like when I'm having like those little meditations, I'll like try to relax myself, but then also think like, okay, what are the things that are kind of like pain points in my life at the moment and how do I want to resolve those? And I feel like that's when I can kind of figure those things out when I'm meditating. Um, So yeah, I feel like that Method of trying to think of nothing or trying to completely clear my mind just does not work for me because my mind's always like ticking something over. So I feel, I feel like, um, yeah,
0: that thing that you said where like when your brain is doing the wave thing, like you get your best ideas. Shower thoughts, oh, potentially that yeah. might be a thing. It right? is a
1: thing, dude. Ah, shower thoughts, Reddit. get <laughs> <laughs> <up>. <laughs> This podcast is also sponsored by Reddit, yeah. but um. <laughs> but like there are so many great shower thoughts out there but yeah definitely awesome
0: kate i have to thank you so so much for being not only so patient with me but for also being so entertaining to talk to i have really appreciated um our chat here today um it's mostly just been me reeling off crazy conspiracy theories but uh i appreciate you entertaining them um But not only that, I also appreciate you creating the 60 minutes of some like of the best mixing that I've heard in a very long time. I hope you've had fun tonight.
1: Yeah, I've had so much fun.
0: Excellent. Let's get straight into it, people. Thank you so much for tuning in once again for another four fucking hours of spinning around and me talking shit to people that do great music. You've been listening to Spinning Around with Hailey Minogue on Area 3000 playing Kate Sherry right now.
1: Yay!